Thanks for listening. Join us now for Perry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. Well, what's going on with this revival or whatever you want to call it at Asbury University in Kentucky? Started last Wednesday after an unremarkable chapel service, and it's still going on. What's going on is that God is pouring out his love, and his love is better than life. When we taste his love, we realize what we've been really longing for, to be filled up with God. Every time I taste his love, I realize that all the other things I look to for real life are cheap substitutes. That's what's going on at Asbury. And I need to keep being filled up with God's love because there are still things in my life that I think will fill me, but only his love can fill me. And when you say unremarkable, that's a quote, right? And it's an unremarkable chapel service, meaning it was very ordinary. There was nothing, you know, fantabulous about the chapel service in and of itself. Right. They had a, they had a, a younger speaker. I watched it. Okay. And he was talking about, you know, God, we need you to pour your love into us so that you can pour your love through us. Oh, wow. Then he finished, and then uh, a small group of African-Americans came up, and and then it cut off. But I know that they sang, mm. and it was after they sang that the students sensed something different, sh- something shift, and they stayed. So, yeah, it was just a, a an ordinary day, and God showed up, and he keeps showing up. So... Hani had always felt this deep emptiness in his life and he couldn't find anything to fill it. Then one morning in a busy Middle Eastern cafe, Hani met Matt, a frontiers worker. And as they talked, Hani said, I'm searching for some truth to fill my life. And Matt pulled out a Bible out of his backpack and gave it to him. And Matt said, start reading with the book of Luke and then let's meet up again. Two weeks later, Hani had already read all four Gospels, and Matt said, What do you think? And Hani said, When Jesus said to that woman at the well, when he talked to her, I felt like he was talking to me. Mm. Like when he said, Whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. I want to drink this water, Hani said. I'm believing that Jesus can fill me. I feel so much joy thinking that Jesus would be willing to fill me for eternity. But as a Muslim, I know there is a cost. My wife and my children may reject me. I might lose my job, even my life. So Hani went away that day wrestling with whether he could really embrace Jesus if it meant losing everything he held dear in his life. Massive cost in his culture to following Jesus. But the next time... Hani and Matt met up. Hani said, I've been reading in this Bible you gave me that as a follower of Jesus, I need to be baptized. (laughs) And Matt was like, wait, what? Last time you were really wrestling with the cost of following Jesus. Have you already decided to follow? And he said, yes. Hani said, yes. He said, as I've read the word, I realize that either you follow Jesus or you don't. Mm. It's that simple. So I choose to follow him. I know there is no other way to be filled up with love forever. And, you know, Hani still might lose everything, but he's made his choice because he knows what you know, 
that God's love is better than life. And I don't know about you. I need to keep tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, that only he can fill me in a way that truly satisfies. And if you, if when you're hearing Hani's testimony and you hear him saying, I want to be filled with love forever. Mm. And you're like, well, yeah, yeah, I want that. He dove into the gospels and that's where he met Jesus. And if you've never read the Bible before, it's a big book. It can seem intimidating, but it's broken into two different sections. There's an Old Testament and a New Testament. The New Testament is actually in the back, so it seems a little backwards. But the first four books of the New Testament are called the Gospels, and their names are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So if you were to open it up and just find Matthew and start reading through the Gospels, you can meet this God that pours love out for all eternity. Yeah, and that's, I think that's a great way to describe a relationship with God, that he pours his love into mm-hmm. us forever, starting now. And, and we get to be ones who pour his love out of us. You know, yeah. he pours it in so that we can pour it out to right, others. Right. We become like just conduits of his love. And so, you know, when we come to, into this relationship with God where he pours his love into us, we find ourselves saying stuff like the psalmist said in Psalm 63, God, you are my God. I seek you with all my heart, with all my strength. I thirst for you in this dry desert world where there isn't any water. Your love is better than life, so I will bring glory to you with my lips. I will praise you as long as I live. I will be satisfied as if I had eaten the best food there is. There is a revival going on right now in our country, in Kentucky, at Asbury University. And this is so exciting because God's presence is being felt and experienced in a powerful way. There is worship going on. They are praying up in there Mm -hmm. and there is repentance going on. I mean, people are just coming forward with their very personal, very private, basically false gods and just saying, this is what I love more than Jesus. This is what pulls my attention and my affection away from Jesus. And I'm surrendering it because I want more of God. And this is, if you're just catching this for the first time, it's a chapel service that started very normal, scheduled, regular chapel service last week, Wednesday morning. And the service is still going. Last night, Teresa, she doesn't watch a lot of news. She's just really busy with her job and all. And I said, you know, have you read anything? And she said, no. And so I pulled up, there was a, there happened to be a live stream going on Mm. at that time. Yeah. And so we just sat there for a few moments. And it was just like this peace and this, this joy, like, yay, God, go God. There's all this stuff going on in the world, but you're doing this in little old Kentucky Mm -hmm. in this little old chapel Mm -hmm. and there's no bells and whistles. And so we just sat there for a few minutes. They were singing build my life and by Pat Barrett. And then it just lifted me up. And so when I went to bed, I do some reading and, and I just thought, I want to put the live stream on for mm-hmm. a minute. It just gave me this sense of, yay, God, yeah. you're in control. You're doing something. Yep. And it's just, it's, it's, we need this so much right now. Yeah. We need this so much right now. And I'm so great. Thank you, God, for, for giving us hope in the midst of all the junk. Yes. The and hard. I, and I feel like right now, you know, 
what's going on right now at Asbury is is not that God suddenly showed up. It's like he pulled back the veil for us to see his presence, you know, that he's always present, but he's there. He's pouring out his spirit there and lives are being changed. That's the cool part. I mean, I would take it just for the moment of experiencing his love and experiencing peace in that measure. I would go to, to experience it, you know, but lives are being changed. It's not just about the service and what's happening in the chapel. It's people are leaving there different and that impacts everybody. The person who was changed, but also the people that they are connected to in their life, their families. So it's just really cool. And I'm not going to hop in my car and drive down to Kentucky. I might. Really? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I leave all doors open. I don't see that happening in my near future. Although you never know how long this will last. Maybe I'll get down to Kentucky. I don't know. But I do know that I want God to pour out his spirit here in West Michigan. Yeah. On me. On you. Mm. And Luke 11 says, this is chapter, or uh, verse 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find Knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks, everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And that's not where it ends. This scripture goes on to say specifically about the Holy Spirit. If you then, you who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So let's ask him for an outpouring of his spirit today, this morning, Friday. I don't even know what day it is. February 17, 2023. Let's beat down the door until he opens it. Let's ask, let's seek, and let's knock. Lord, pour out your spirit on us. Don't pass us by. Pour out your spirit. Yeah, so good to be with you. And I want to share with you a little piece of my heart and a little piece of my story today. Um, a little over a year ago, I got a call from my sister and she said that my dad's health was declining, that we needed to talk about hospice care. And she felt like I should fly out to California pretty quickly and be there for that meeting and spend some meaningful time with dad while I still could, while he was still able to have conversations and recognize me and all those things. So I did. Um, and I shared with my kids, I called my kids and told them grandpa's probably in his final days. And we all process that information differently. But my youngest daughter, Haven, has recently discovered in the last few years, actually just since COVID, um, a love for music. And that's how she processes what's going on in her heart. She sits down at the piano or with a guitar and and she processes her feelings. So that's what she did in finding out that grandpa wasn't going to be with us for very long um, she wrote a song and it's called His Story and it's about her process of figuring out how to honor him when he's gone and how to carry on his legacy and who he is and, and what he's meant to all of us. And so it's very near and dear to my heart. And she was able to work with a professional producer. The song has been completed and it just got released a week ago today. And it's called His Story by Haven Byer. We'd like to share it with you now. What can I say? 
my sophomore year of high school during spring break our family went to St. Paul Minnesota for like a worship and prayer gathering for the family so the conference had ended and it was the evening before we were going to head back to Sheboygan and this unplanned spontaneous worship and prayer time in the home where we were staying sprang up it was led by other teenagers some of our friends They had tasted the love of God, and they knew that people like me were settling for far less, and they had this ache in them for us to experience the real Jesus. And so this prayer and worship time sprang up. I was sitting on the living room floor, and these teenage friends were inviting us to come and be filled up with God. And I thought, this is nuts. (laughs) Ain't no way I'm getting up off this floor And having anybody pray for me. That's just weird. And just as I'm thinking that, I see my sister and another friend of mine get up to be prayed for. Mm. And I'm thinking, okay, I'll do this, but I certainly don't expect anything to happen. And so positive peer pressure there. Right. You know what? Can I just make a note on that really quick? I don't know that this is the point of your conversation, but we can lead the way simply by going first, yeah, right? But just saying like, yeah, Lord, do it in me. Yeah, it was my sister Brenda and a, a classmate that I graduated with, Kendra Moody. They both got up. Two women, by the way, you know, yeah. that just, I guess, have more sensitive hearts than us guys sometimes. But anyway, they started praying for me. And I remember looking up at the ceiling. That was the first thing I was doing. I was looking up at the ceiling and then I felt this invisible, warm, liquid Mm. love come into me from outside of me. It's like it came out of the ceiling into me. Mm. And it was the love of God being poured into my heart by the Holy Spirit because I had never felt loved like that before. Wow. And this is what's going on at Asbury University right now. Mm. Students, teachers, people visiting from all over the world being filled up with the love of God. And you know, my experience is not meant to be a template and say, this is the way it's got to go down for you. But God does want to fill us up yeah. with the love of the Holy Spirit. I think that's it. You know, just knowing that it's God's desire to give us this good experience of who he is, which is love. He is love. When we experience him. And the other testimony that's coming out of Asbury is people are saying, there's just a peace. Mm-hmm. There's a piece in the room that is just hard to describe. And it's like, that's evidence. That's that's the fruit of being in the presence of God is that we experience peace. Yeah. Makes me want to go. I'm not, I'm not uh, ruling it out. Yeah. Chris texted in and said, road trip, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> My experience with the love of God in St. Paul all those years ago changed my life. Mm. And we talk about repentance being part of revival. Yeah. 
but it didn't change my life immediately. I dove into pursuing what I selfishly wanted from life. I pursued what I thought could fill me, but none of it compared to being filled with the love of God. And so finally, a couple years later, I returned home, beaten down, broken, messed up. I should have been turned away, but instead God filled me up with his love again. And he keeps filling me up and he keeps letting me know his love is better than life. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a familiar story, I know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Another story, right? Another story in the Bible of, yeah, the good father welcoming home the son. Yeah. Yeah, he's so good. So Jesus' words to you and me this morning from John 4, 14, John 4, 14. Anyone who drinks the water I give them will never be thirsty. In fact, the water I give them will become a spring of water in them. It will flow up into eternal life. And so God is pouring out his spirit at Asbury. He's pouring out his spirit all over the world. Mm. The only reason people are going to Asbury I mean, there are some people coming there to see um, what's going on. I was watching the live stream and you could tell some people were there just like, what is this? What is Mm -hmm. this? And that's totally cool. But at the heart of it is that this is a place where God has decided to open that veil between heaven and earth and where people are tasting the love of God. Mm -hmm. And we don't need bells and whistles and big concerts and lights and fog and all this other stuff. It's cool, but... We just, what we, what the human heart longs for is to be filled up with the love of God. That's why people are there. Yeah. And there's not even somebody behind it orchestrating the whole thing, making sure that it keeps going. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a work of the spirit. God's doing mm-hmm. an incredible thing. And I think, I think that's, that's what he desires for us. We, we don't, we don't have to have this fog machine or the best, you know, drummer. We just show up with hearts that are our posture is we want you. And it's actually being led by the students Mm -hmm. and the students are Gen Z. And I just see God, may it spread, may it spread. Well, we have been talking about it all morning. We talked about it on Wednesday morning as well. God is revealing himself in a powerful way at Asbury University. They've had a days-long now service, revival service, going on there of worship and prayer and repentance. And people are driving from all over to experience God, especially Gen Z folks from different campuses are heading to the chapel, spending time with the Lord, receiving a touch from him there, and then taking what they've received back to their campuses. And it's just exciting to see what what God is doing right now. So if you haven't checked it out yet, just check out the Asbury Revival. You can find some um, some live posts at times, where live stream, where you can see what's going on in the chapel as it's happening. But because of this, because of what's happening there, Last night at our church, we decided to just open up the sanctuary for a special time of prayer from 7 to midnight. So there was worship music playing. We didn't have a band or anything. We just had like a speaker, you know, with some worship music playing. And you could come anytime between 7 and midnight. And um, I was there and I was worshiping. I found a a lit spot in the sanctuary, you know, because it was kind of like dim in there, but I found a lit spot because I like to read my Bible and worship and a little bit of everything. And 
Um, so everybody's just experiencing it together. And the song Believe for It by C.C. Winans came on. And the words move the unmovable, break the unbreakable. Immediately I wrote them down in my journal. And I thought, I've always heard those words and and place them outside of myself. Like this really difficult diagnosis, God, break it, you know? Like free the person I love from what they're wrestling with. Um, out there, do this, do that, break this, break that. And And last night it hit me, I sensed there was something not out there that needed to be broken, but something inside of me that needed to be broken. And so when I, I prayed and I asked God to, you know, move the immovable inside of my interior world to break off anything that doesn't please him. And I was reminded of things that have been spoken over me. And I started to sense that God wanted to break off unbelief for things that I've heard about my life, things that God has said that I've just... They just seem too big for me. You know, I, I have a tendency to, to feel like my influence is small and my world is small and I, I can't imagine, right? And then Cece, Cece Winans, starts singing, you said it, I believe it. You said it, it is done. And then I, I, you know, I was reflecting on what did you say? What is it that I'm not believing God? And I started list. I started listing all of the things that God has spoken to me that will be, that I've not yet seen. And I started to believe for it as the unbelief started to break off the, you know, right? I do believe, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. And I thought about the verse and I was led to, um, you know, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I've been doing and they will do even greater things than these. You said it. There it is. You said it. I believe it. You said it. It is done. It's as good as as if it already happened when God says it, even though it's in the not yet. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I love how you're taking this personally. Lord, do the impossible with me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something, there's a person I've been walking with for many years, my suffering friend, if you heard the show before you've heard me talk about my suffering friend and there's moments where I just I don't believe and I feel in those moments that that's the most important time for me to say Lord would you would you please have mercy would you heal him yeah heal his heart soul mind and body and I don't feel that but I choose in those moments I choose to believe Mm -hmm. because I don't know how it's going to go down but I know that God is greater and it's, it's, it's an unanswered prayer for decades, but I'm going to keep believing. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said, when I return, will I find faith on the earth? It's like when he comes again, all those things maybe that we were praying for that didn't happen, when he comes, will he find us still believing that that thing can change? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we want to keep on leaning in and trusting and believing even when we can't see evidence that, that it's happening. And for me, when I, when this verse came to mind, you know, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I've been doing and they will do even greater things. I was like, Lord, what are the greater things? What are the greater things that, that I'm meant to do? And then I was reminded of our conversation with Cece because we had her on the show. I think it was just like a week ago, week and a half ago, something like that. And she basically shared with us 
I want the greater things. And she talked about, you know, how about, um, is it Paul who, or was it Peter who, when he walked by, people would, his shadow would touch them and they would be healed. It was Peter. Yeah. It was Peter. And she's like, okay, if it can happen for Peter, then why not me? If I, you know, if we're meant to do greater things. And she talked about throwing off the limits and believing God for whatever he can do. And I challenged her a little bit because I was like, you're CC Winans. What are your limits? You can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> kind of is basically what I was saying to her. And she's like, yeah, I want to do God-sized things, not like human-sized things. Yeah. She wasn't talking about, I want to accomplish more with my music. Nope. I want to see God do the impossible through me like he did with the people in the Bible. Yeah. So, Lord, I do believe. Help my unbelief. Break off my unbelief in Jesus' name. The greater things that you say we're going to do, may it be so. May we, all of us, do greater things in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to Perry and Shauna Replay. To learn more, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.